Hello and welcome to another episode of The Legal Breakdown. Today I'm going to talk about the exciting subject of planning permission. I'm going to be talking about the four main types of how I see it of planning. Pre-applications, outline planning permissions, full planning permissions and the exemptions slash permitted development rights. Before I do that though, I want to outline the following planning consents that can be applied for. As an example, household planning consent, as it says, is relating to households, full planning consent, which we will be going into details about, outline planning consent, which we will be talking about, reserved matters consent is when you have full planning consent with reserved matters and they need to be taken off step by step once certain criteria have been met, listed building consent is any works done on a listed building will also need planning permission and consent from a conservation officer to make sure it can be done because of its listed status. Advertisement consent, as it says on the tin, if you're going to put advertisements up, you may need consent. Lawful development certificates are if you've breached certain planning permissions for a certain amount of years, four or ten years is the normal. You then may be allowed um, a certificate to say that breach of planning is now lawful because it has not been enforced and meets certain criteria. Prior approval consents, removal variation of conditions, that could be permission, permissions that you've put in and you want the conditions taken off because you think they're onerous or you want them varied. Approval, in brackets, discharge of conditions, consent under tree preservation orders, if the trees have got preservation orders you will need consent to work with them. Non-material amendments of an existing planning permission, meaning that could be a simple change to certain materials maybe if it's not a material consideration or change to the overall planning permission basically ancillary changes so those are the basics now let's talk about the main types of planning permission so step one pre-planning application engagement what this is you go to the local authority asking for a pre-application engagement what this involves is the prospective applicant offers significant potential to improve both the efficiency and effectiveness of a planning application in the system and will allow you to go to the relevant planning authority working collaboratively with all the statutory bodies to be able to put your plans across to then possibly get amendments and comments before you put in an outline or full planning application before it goes out to the public, before public consultation can happen and before public comment can happen. And it will allow you to deal with the local authority to be able to say what they require for you to maybe make this planning application acceptable in their eyes to for approval. So you may have put in for, let's say, 100 open market houses, but the local planning authority have a requirement that it has to be 50% affordable, 50% open market, and they will tell you that in the pre-application stage. Obviously, if you're a developer of that size, you will know that, but that was just the simplest example to put forward. It may be that you can also talk to the planning authority to say it's not going to be viable to meet their criteria for what they set out of a 50% affordable, 50% open market, and you can put your evidence across at the pre-application stage to show this is why and get their comments on what they think and how they could improve your decision being acceptable in their eyes. Pre-application is really good for not blindsiding the planning authority because it will let you go to all your elected members and local people in part, maybe doing a public consultation before it is official, to get comments and notes from all these authority bodies and the locals to understand what their requirements are and why they wouldn't like such planning permission. This way it can help you change your plans or adapt them to make them more acceptable to the authority, the statutory bodies and the local people in whole. 
You need to be made aware though, there is no time limits that they have to abide by and there is no legal obligations of what information they give you. And you cannot fall back on the planning pre-application in any courts as it is taken as advice and not any formal decision taking, but it is very useful depending on the size of your project. There is no size of project of one size fits all. However, it can be a useful tool and good way to connect connections with the local statutory bodies and planning committees to be able to understand their thinking and create a relationship and rapport with them. Then, if you go from a pre-application stage and you want to put in a planning permission, you then have two options. You can go to an outline planning permission or a full planning permission. Outline planning permissions are about 50% cheaper in terms of the work that you have to put in when applying for an application, but you would still have to go for a full planning application or have reserved matters to overcome to be able to get your full planning permission and building regulation certificates, depending on the planning you're doing. So let me just outline what outline planning permission is. An outline planning application are used to gain an understanding as to whether the nature of a development is acceptable. This can help ensure viability up front. Specific details known as reserve matters can then be confirmed later, such as drainage, roadways, accesses, anything that the local authority want further information for. Allowing for planning permission to be granted subject and conditions that are reserve matters are approved before development begins. So the reserve matters would have to be overcome, such as flood defencing, runoff water, and such matters of that. These reserve matters can include appearance, means of access, landscaping, layout and scale of such development. Reserve matters can be withheld in their entirety or individual basis depending on the details known around the development at its initial application stage. Local planning authorities can decide and believe to clarify as detailed information which they require to approve the application. Talking to the local authority will allow you to understand the deemed necessities and how much information should be provided. They may come in the form of the pre-application advice, which can help increase the efficiency of an application. And your local authority may ask you to provide further details after an application is submitted. Information required at pre-application stage will be current, prior and proposed use, the size of the site, hours of opening and employment information, number of proposed dwellings and flood risk assessment. Timeline for outline planning permission should be granted within eight weeks. The beginnings when such planning applications are validated by the applicants at the, at the local planning authority. For larger developments, this may take up to 13 weeks or, in many cases, much, much longer with the validation process and what they have in their pipelines and size of development. They may ask for extended time or ask for further information to extend this time which you can't necessarily do something about unless you put in a claim to say it's unreasonable. Outline planning permission, these figures are right at the time of this recording, £462 per 0.1 hectare for sites up to 2.5 hectares. Any site exceeding 2.5 hectares will cost £11,432 with an additional £138 per 0.1 hectare with a limit of £150,000. You can go onto the planning portal to get a fee calculation. Outline planning permission does not act as consent for development to begin. Once outline planning permission has been granted, reserve matter applications must be made within three years of the consent or a lesser period if specified in the conditions and the details of application must be consented with outline approval including any conditions attached before any development can commence within two years from the latest reverse matters approval. 
Alternatively, if the development is between one and nine houses, the new permission in principle, when I mean new, it has been around for a few years now, allowing for the viability of a potential development to be assessed prior to the rest of the details being submitted, and a much cheaper way if you're dealing with a smaller development or you have some land that you would like to try and see if a permission in principle would be likely. That way, it will give you a very much good opportunity as the landowner to not get a developer involved and give you maximum value. If you would like any help with permissions in principles, outline planning permissions, please feel free to give me a call on 01548 434 009 or joshua at alliancelegal.uk is my email. Now, let's go on to full planning consent. This can be an easier way to not having to go through the hoops of outline, but what do you need when you do full planning applications? It's required when making detailed proposals for development which are not covered by household application or permitted development rights. This is commonly the case for new buildings of any kind and any commercial projects. Examples of popular uses of full planning applications, structural alterations or additions to buildings, any works relating to a flat applications to change the number of dwellings, flat conversion, building or separate houses in the garden, change to use or part of all of the property to non-residential uses, anything outside the garden of the property, demolition of buildings, rebuilding, other work normally undertaken by a builder. Full planning application can be made when a details are known and the development is already considered viable. That's where you would go for outline planning application if you do not have all these details or do not want to pay the costs. Building works which are not classed as development are therefore not required planning permission can include maintenance, improvements or other alterations inside the building or which do not materially affect the way the building of the building looks. Just remember if the building is listed you may need listed building consent regardless if the building works inside of the building. Examples of work that do not require or may not require planning permission, internal building work, small alterations to outside such as installing alarm boxes, putting up boundary walls and fences below a certain height, changes of use if it is tended use will be incidental to existing uses. So many of the cases in this are screw fix or tool station. Their properties are registered as warehouses under the planning applications in most cases. Some do put planning in to change this but their trade counters are ancillary space to their main warehouse, which is a tiny percentage of their overall planning, so they are allowed as incidental to the main purpose of their warehousing. So, for instance, they're 10,000 square feet, and they're using 100 square feet just with a little desk and a counter where you walk in and want something. That's ancillary to the overall permission granted for such warehousing, so the permission isn't necessarily needing for change. Building regulations may still be needed in certain aspects. Information required for a full planning application will be site block plans, design and access statements and location plans. You also need to support various supporting information of sizes of developments and may also require site area, current and past use of developments, flood risk assessments, access reports, the materials which may be used, information concerning waste and storage collection, foul sewage reports, employment and hours and openings, past and proposed industrial uses and you may even need to do environmental reports if they were used for industrial or contaminated processes. For large housing developments, affordable housing statements, environment statements and site waste management statements will also be needed. And you may also need to put in viability assessments if you cannot meet the local authorities' criteria on affordable housing and you will need to prove this in affordability statements and profit statements. Timelines for such applications are normally eight weeks from validation. Planning authorities set the application as valid on major developments. This may take 10 weeks or 10 weeks for the application for technical detail consent. 
The fee for permissions varies and I would suggest you use the planning portal fee calculator. What happens next? Once it is deemed successful by the local planning authority, no further contact is needed prior to development. However, other consents such as listed building consent may be required or conditions adhered to. If there are conditions put in the planning applications, you will need to abide by them and get them signed off at each stage by building regulations or the planning officer depending on what these conditions are. It is often helpful to discuss proposals with the local authority before you send in your application through the pre-application advice as stated earlier and your local planning authority normally will have details of this on their website. If you would like any help on this, again, please feel free to give me an email, joshua at alliancelegal.uk and 01548434009 is my number. And then we go on to planning exemptions. I'm not going to go into too much detail here because I feel there's too much to kind of say. But planning exemptions include changing from one use to the other if commercial. For instance, Class E will allow you to change from office space to possibly restaurant space depending on what previous planning application it had. Or if it's a new planning application with no limits, you can jump between the different classes and different uses. Class Ds, Class Cs, all kinds of different classes that have now been changed since 2021-2020 and they will show there is a diagram that you can see on the planning portal website of what you may be able to change your commercial properties to and from. You can now obviously change some shops to residential under permitted development rules and you may not need planning permission but you may need building regulations even if it comes under permitted development rules I would make sure you get a letter from the local authorities to say this is acceptable because what I have found when grandfather rights come in for houses of multiple occupancy specifically in certain areas they then put in a article 4 which restricts the use of HMOs in certain areas at a later date but if they were used prior to a certain date for instance in a city in Devon was pre-2012 you did not need planning permission and you still do not need to be able to change them as long as they, you can prove the evidence. When I've done transactions in the past the buyers have asked for planning permission to be submitted to get it legally formalised with the council when it is not necessarily required. Some solicitors and legal representatives do not realise this because they have grandfather rights and you could get a letter from the council and they hold houses of multiple occupancy licences. So it's very important to make sure no matter what transaction you're doing, full, pre, outline or you're using exemption or permitted development rights to make sure that you get the right advice. The main one in Devon at the moment is Class Q where farmers can convert agricultural barns through certain conditions to residential properties and then sell the barn with the permission of giving them an uplift in value. It's a very simple process but you need to know what you're doing to be able to do that. So with anything that you need planning related please do get in touch 01548 434 009 or joshua at alliancelegal.uk. Thank you again for listening to the legal breakdown and I hope it's been very interesting for you and if you would like any advice more on exemptions, full planning permission pre-application outline please do get in touch. Thank you for listening.